This is episode number 194, and today I'll teach you how to stretch yourself intellectually. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher. Each week, we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of Practical Christian training. There are both productive and unproductive ways to increase your knowledge and understanding. Now, on one hand, knowing God is a lifelong pursuit, and you will constantly learn more about Him as you grow and as you mature. In fact, one of the joys of the Word of God is that it is indeed living and active, and that as we devote ourselves to a lifelong pursuit of studying God's Word, studying God, that He reveals things over time, and doesn't just dump it all on us at once, which would be really overwhelming. Um, and as much as we would love to know everything, <laughs> uh, I, I personally have learned it's, it's great that God just gives us what we need at the moment and that we can just trust him with everything else. Um, but as you encounter more of who God is and increase your level of knowledge and understanding, you don't want to fall into a particular trap that happens to a lot of well-intentioned Christians. And it's exactly what happened to the early Christians that ended up turning to Gnosticism. So I want to talk about what Gnosticism is and how it's easy to get sucked into that way of thinking, and then how to make sure that your pursuit of knowledge and understanding is balanced with a grounded spiritual life. So if you're not familiar, the Gnostics were a group that splintered off from Christianity in the late 1st and early 2nd century. And so they were one of the first groups that really posed a challenge to Christians from within. And they believed that intimacy with God was gained through the pursuit of knowledge. And that pursuit of knowledge and understanding and and a higher level of understanding led them to some pretty outlandish conclusions. For instance, Gnostics believe that all matter is evil and the spiritual realm is good. So anything that has to do with your body, anything in creation, anything having to do with the material world is inherently bad, even though in Genesis 1, God said, it's good. Uh, The Gnostics also believe that in order to achieve salvation, you have to get in touch with secret knowledge. Now, this is not unique to Gnosticism, but uh, this idea of secret knowledge or that, you know, once you commit yourself to this way of thinking, eventually you'll uncover some truth that will essentially help you to ascend to a higher level of spiritual understanding. And that's how you receive salvation. It's not through Jesus, it's through this secret knowledge. And because of those two things, that all matter is evil and that uh, to achieve sal- salvation, you have to get in touch with the secret knowledge, the Gnostics taught that Jesus was not actually the Son of God and that he was actually an illusion. He was something like a ghost, since God could not possibly become united with evil as a man, that that God could not become a physical person because matter is evil and God's not evil. And so they got to the point where not only did they deny the resurrection, which is the whole crux of Christianity, 
but they denied that God even came in the flesh. And that was the result of their pursuit of knowledge at all costs. And this may have been the group that Paul was writing about in Colossians. And so, but the lesson I want to take from this is that the pursuit of knowledge without constraint can lead you to some wild and untrue conclusions. That pursuing knowledge, pursuing understanding without having any kind of foundation or bounds is not productive. Even though at times it could feel like, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to learn. There's nothing wrong with exploring new ideas. But you have to keep it grounded in a couple things in order for it to be a productive pursuit. The first thing you want to make sure you do is you outpace knowledge with love. The amount of effort that you put into growing in your understanding of God and knowing who God is, you should outpace that and outwork yourself in your pursuit of being more loving. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, Paul says, If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. So seek to become more loving, more sacrificial, more compassionate, more empathetic, above and beyond your pursuit of knowledge. And it's absolutely true uh, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1, that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So however much time and energy and effort you put into learning, to Bible study, to learning about God, make sure that you spend that much energy, time, and investment in becoming a more loving and sacrificial and empathetic person. The second thing that will really help you stay productive in your pursuit of stretching yourself intellectually is to remember that doxology is more important than theology. And all that that means is doxology is how you live out your beliefs on a daily basis. Theology is the study of God himself. And so it's painting a contrast between talking about ideas, talking about thoughts and doctrines versus what does it mean to live as a Christian on a daily basis? Because ultimately, the, the point of understanding God and the reason why it's so beneficial is because it helps inform how you should live on a daily basis. If you understand God deeply, but don't live it out, then you are not living the way that God wants you to. Having that knowledge, having that understanding has not benefited you in any way if it doesn't translate into your daily life. You know, the person who goes to church their entire life but lives as if God doesn't exist the rest of the week is not living a life that's pleasing to God. They might know everything, they might know all the right answers, but if they're not living it out, it doesn't matter. And that's the point that James is making uh, in chapter one of his letter, where he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And so just to kind of wrap this up, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pursue knowledge and understanding. You absolutely should. And I'm really a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. But that pursuit cannot happen in a vacuum. It cannot happen uh, in and of itself. It has to be bound and constrained by these other principles. So make sure to keep your pursuit of knowledge balanced 
by also increasing in love for God and others, and in making sure that you are able to take the things that you learn and translate them into what it means to live a life that's pleasing to God on a daily basis. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. This podcast is ad-free thanks to my Patreon supporters. If you'd like to partner with me in helping Christians around the world be more effective for God, go to patreon.com forward slash practical Christian podcast and consider becoming a patron. And if this episode has helped you in some way, please pass it along to one person who would benefit from it. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.